when the sun goes down, all the monsters come out to play. But even a monster needs something cool to listen to in the dark. Welcome to Geo After Dark. Hi, this is Mel Heflin, actress and model, and you're listening to Geo After Dark. That's right, you are listening to Geo After Dark, and I'm your host, Geo Braun. So, I know it's been a long time. Believe me, I have missed you. But, uh, as time would have it, uh, things have been a little complicated as of late. Most recently, uh, just to give you a little insight, I ended up having a little bit of a problem with the Betty, which is my computer here that you're hearing me go through right now. See, in March, I had a relative who's into computers go ahead and take a look at the Betty. And uh, it was a combination of horror and amazement that came across his face when he did so. Man's got to know his limitations. So he explained to me that the Betty would need a new hard drive. And I said, okay, well, by all means, let's go ahead and take care of business. Because I can't afford to have the Betty go out on me. And if all she needs is a hard drive, let's take a look and see what we got. Well, that turned into finding a gentleman who was locally here uh, in my neck of the woods. And in the process of that, having him look at the Betty, say, yeah, I could do that. I could fix it. I got the external, I got, I got the additional hard drive, the brand new one. It's a trap! And, uh, took it over to him. Well, he promised to have it back within 24 hours. 24 hours took until the 27th of this month. The reason for that is because initially, he got it back to me within 24 hours. And it wouldn't, it didn't have any picture whatsoever. <laughs> what? Now, you have to understand, this is an iMac. For those of you out there who don't know much about Mac, it's a little more complicated, I admit it. Uh, this particular Mac is a, she's an iMac 27 inch. It's a great computer. I really enjoy the hell out of it. But the end result is he brings it back the next day, as promised, and it had no picture. The little sound went on. Yep, that's the one. But no picture was to be had. Oh, my. Now, to which he said, oh, no. I think I know what the problem is. And he says, well... The problem most likely is uh, there was a wire that was sticking out that I had shoved back into her. 
as I was sealing up the actual screen back together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I said. So how are we going to fix this? Because I'll take it back and I'll go ahead and pry it open again and go from there. Now, mind you, you have to understand this monitors, there's no screws that hold the screen in place. In actuality, it's, well, now it's 20 pieces of special double-sided tape that actually holds 15 pounds a piece. Wow. He had set all that up, put all that in place, and let it dry overnight. So now he's trying to pry it open, and he gives me a call and tells me, I got some bad news. I said, what's the bad news? He said, well, I was taking off the screen again, and it kind of broke. I'm like, what do you mean you broke the screen? He's like, yeah, I kind of, when I was prying it off, it didn't want to come off and, and, and it cracked the screen. Oh, how are you going to fix this? He goes, well, I'll, I'll absorb the cost. And I said, yeah, you will. Indeed. We kind of went from there. Uh, he said, I'll, it's going to take a little longer than I planned, but I'll have it back to you within a couple days. Uh-huh. Okay. He calls me back about a half hour later. And he tells me, well, it's going to cost a little more than I thought. And I said, uh-huh. He's like, yeah, it's not just a screen. It's the whole monitor I have to replace. I said, bummer. He said, yeah, it's going to cost me like $550. I'm like, yeah, it will. Indeed. And uh, he goes, it's going to cost you a little bit more time than I planned. Oh, okay. So... It did, like I said, all the way up to the 27th of this month. Well, of April, I should say, because by the time you see this, I'm sure it's going to be, uh, yeah. What we've got here is failure to communicate. We're going to be into May. Tomorrow's, well, actually, today is the first. So, well, happy May Day. I got the Betty back on the 27th, and in doing so, had to reload her time machine, for those of you who know what Mac's all about. She works just beautifully again, like nothing ever happened, and she's got a brand new monitor and a brand new hard drive. She works a lot quicker, and now that I have her back, I'm coming back to you, here on Geo After Dark. Hooray! <laughs> I hope you missed me a little bit. You know, go look at him. You swear dark breeze could blow him over. Nevertheless, Geo is here for you, the listener. I'm Morgan Freeman. Listen to Geo After Dark. You'll be glad that you did. You know, the funny thing about it is, now that I have the Betty back, I'm having to play catch-up on a lot of things. Like I said, I've 
got a few weeks now, actually more than a few weeks, without doing anything with her at all. So you have to understand, in the pirate office here, the Betty is really the queen. Everything that goes out to you, the listener, or you, the viewer, if you see any of my social media stuff, all of that goes through the Betty. You know, she processes the pictures, she processes the audio, all the above, everything. So when she goes down, everything kind of goes down a little bit. I'm having to work on my, my laptop, which is not exactly fun because it doesn't have all the goodness that the Betty has and doesn't run as quick as the Betty, especially now. But the end result is here we are. And uh, while she was down, I, I couldn't work on anything digital. I mean, it really did suck. And I can't just sit here and twiddle my thumbs. Believe it or not, um, no one pays me to do that. So I went ahead and started working on some other thing. No, be afraid, be very afraid. For example, uh, I started working on some work that would go towards deep inside the pirate office. I worked on um, a few things here and there, but most recently I've worked on something that I'm pretty proud of because uh, way back from when I was a wee young lad. Now one of the early inspirations for me actually enjoying and loving horror as much as I do is, uh, well, it's a little movie called American Werewolf in London. When I first saw it, uh, it was something that was so out there and so amazing to me that it did help kind of shape my outlook on life uh, and my future career, really. Oh, that's nasty. I mean, this came out in 1981, and it's a great movie. I, I really do love it. To this day, it still holds up. But the funny thing about it is not only does the movie itself have great history, and if you've ever heard John Landis tell the stories, or even um, Rick Baker, either or, tell the stories of its inception into the world and, and all it took, uh, it's very, very fun to listen to. I mean, it's a great story. But you top that off with um, the visual effects that just really blew me away. I mean, Jesus, I had never seen, I mean, nobody had really ever seen anything like that, and that's the reason it won that year for um, an Oscar for all of the great work that Rick Baker did. So it was something that was really, I mean, it changed, it was a game changer. And uh, it really did change my mind as to what things could look like in the horror realm. So one of the things that really kind of stood out was the character of Jack, who didn't survive the werewolf attack, but unfortunately because he is uh, a victim of a werewolf and his best friend is now, who did survive the attack, is now the werewolf. Um, that curse has gone on and it leaves him in limbo. So you see him the first time around, he's bloodied, he's ripped apart, but he looks pretty much like Griffin Dunn, uh, at least from one side. The other side looks like, you know, hamburger, but okay. You see him the next time around, his skin's pretty rotted out, and he looks pretty nasty, even in the dark, because it was very dark. It was very dimly lit. But that was pretty, um, pretty nasty. Hell yeah! 
Uh, but you go around a third time, and then you have... Um, really, they had to use a puppet, because he was so uh, ripped apart and, and just rotted. So they used a, uh, a skeletal puppet to, to really play the character at that point. Anyways, that skeletal puppet was really kind of... In, in, uh, just really kind of blew me away. And... Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it, so I thought to myself, why not do a show on it for the Deep Inside the Pirate Office, and why not make Jack come to life for myself here, you know? So I did, and um, I took, uh, I went ahead and I bought on eBay a plastic skull, uh, ended up fashioning all kinds of materials together to make the body, including PVC pipe, including... Um, a plastic cord holder, including uh, paper roll holders. I mean, all these things put together and then glued and then, and you know, I used caulking to glue some of the, uh, the portions because that way you can kind of form it a bit and make it look like ripped up skin. All this good stuff goes into Jack. I actually bought some um, prop eyeballs, which are really cool and made Jack look even cooler. Um, and you put all this together and then a wig you know, to put it for his hair. And um, Jack is pretty damn disgusting, actually. <laughs> I used doll um, clay, the clay the clay that you basically would use to bake uh, at like, I don't know what the degrees are, I think it's 350 or so, but you would bake this clay um, once you form it and make it into for like dolls. Um, I got it from Michael's Arts and Crafts. Anyways... Uh, that became the, the layer of skin. You just don't, you just don't cook it uh, or bake it. So the, the skin was really easy to form, and, and it's kind of ripped up on one the, where the claw marks happened on his face. I mean, it looks really disgusting and really cool at the same time. So I went ahead and worked hard on, on getting that looking really, really gory, but really as close as I could to the original creation. So this has been kind of a fun thing for me. I still have to find this down jacket that I'm going to be ripping apart and bloodying up to make look like his coat that he ever, you know, that he died in. But the end result is it's coming along nicely and uh, <laughs> like I said, I needed something to keep me from going insane. So this, this was part of that. I'd buy that for a dollar. Um, another thing I did that was very, very um, special to me was a painting I did for a good friend of mine who she was having a birthday and I wanted to make it special and she's very big into uh, desert uh, scapes, you know, desert scapes. So I decided to make a desert painting for her and uh, I think she really dug it. As a matter of fact, I know she did, and yeah, so now it's, it's on its way, up, up, and away. Uh, thank you very much to the good people of UPS. Uh, you cost a fucking fortune, but okay. Anyways, uh, that is going to get to her by, you know, sometime next week, and uh, I'm really proud of that piece. I've never done a desert skate before, but you have to understand something. Anytime that I'm usually taking... Okay, let's go back even further. Um, in order for me to relax, a lot of times I end up doing some really cool things like, you know, paintings and, and skeletal corpses and stuff like that. Other times 
I just need to relax and kind of, you know, just unwind. And therefore, a goodly bubble bath will do that. I am not joking. Yours truly enjoys himself a goodly bubble bath. I'm not even sorry. But it's something that really does kind of relax me and chills me out. A lot of bubbles. I have some lavender Epsom salts that go in it. I have a variety of different kinds of bubble baths. Thank you very much to those who are out there at uh, Bath and Body Works. You guys rock. No, I'm not getting any money from these little plugs I'm giving, but yeah, fuck it, they really do a good job. Anyways, <laughs> they give me what I need. What do you want? Um, anyways, so it was really kind of like, you know, for me, a zen moment to just get in the bathtub, chill the hell out. And what do you put on? But, you know, I got an iPad. I have a variety of things I could really watch. And sometimes I, I mix it up a bit. For the most part, though, I'll sit there in that bathtub surrounded by bubbles and I will watch Bob Ross Hello, I'm Bob Ross and I'd like to welcome you First of all, let me take just a moment to thank you for allowing me back into your homes If this is your first time with us let me extend a personal invitation for you to drag out your oil paints and paint along with us each week Let's go over to the canvas here and let's get started I believe, I believe that's right. The big froed uh, bushy guy who was on PBS for the longest time, I think like 20 years, uh, and, and painting these amazing scenery artistry works that are just unbelievable. And he does it so effortlessly, or at least it makes it look like it's so effortlessly. I found out some, you know, I was listening to NPR one morning and sure enough heard uh, what went into each and every show. So uh, I, I'm not going to give it away, but let's just put it this way. It was a lot of work and it may, he made it look effortless, but it was a lot of work. So Bob Ross, I watch a lot of Bob Ross when I'm taking a bath. I'll watch a couple episodes if the bath's hot enough, you know. I'll sit there and it's like the water's ridiculously hot. I'm amazed that I still have skin after some of the hot baths I've taken. But I will sit there and I will watch these Bob Ross tutorials of how to paint these certain, you know, landscapes and shit. Well, apparently that, that rubbed off on me a bit. And so I started to really kind of focus on how to do it. And then I ended up doing one. And here it is. I mean, cactus, desert, beautiful sunset. It was this whole thing that I ended up doing. And I... I was not my normal work. I mean, I mean, those of you out there who know me, um, I'm not going to say that a lot of what I do involves boobs, uh, but it does. And sure enough, this one has no boobs. There's no hidden boobs and cactuses, nothing uh, like that. So, you know, it, it was something that really is a different, you know, aspect of art for me. And it's something different that I really want to do. So, Leela, if you're out there, happy early birthday. But nevertheless, I love you. And I hope this helps. Enjoy. This is your world. You're the creator. Find freedom on this canvas. Believe that you can do it. Because you can do it. Because you can do it. 
You're listening to Geo After Dark. I'm just going to tell you this much. Geo knows how to tell good stories. I've been listening to Geo for a while now. And even when I was governor, it, he was just always telling these great stories. So keep on listening to Geo After Dark. And get to the chopper. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you better do it. Do it now. Anyhow, so that's been this episode of Geo After Dark. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I uh, hope you had a good time listening to some of these antics that go on in my world. Uh, and if you do like what I do, please go to my Patreon page. And if you can, donate a dollar. Donate five dollars. Um, whatever you can donate, if you can, please, I'd appreciate it. It helps going towards good art, and it helps towards going to different cons and doing different things. So definitely, if you can... Please, by all means, donate to yours truly and donate to good art. Uh, if you like what I do as far as the Vixens, well, Geo's Vixens is something that I do for myself because it's my salute to pinups. I love pinup art and I love doing pinup art, so Geo's Vixens is that portion of what I do. Um, so check it out. Uh, coming soon, like I said, I'm playing catch up now, so coming soon. Uh, as we are in May, uh, you'll see the latest Vixen. This past month of April did not have a Vixen because I didn't have a computer. So that was pretty hard to do. And uh, now that I have one, I may have to, I don't know, play catch up. So anyways, check out Geo's Vixens. Uh, my last Vixen was Ms. Laura Meadows, and she was absolutely amazing. She even gave me a nice autograph picture. Uh, that was really super cool of her. So thank you very much, Laura. Rock on. And if you like what I do, check out Braun Graphics. Braun Graphics is my website. It's where you're going to see a lot of art that I do, a lot of different things I do, including The Untold Chronicles, which is my first book series, as well as the new book series, The Angel Codex, which the first book from that is Midnight Angel, Afterfall. It's a, it's a whole new story that I think you're going to enjoy in the same universe as The Untold Chronicles. It's a different side of things. But it's even more uh, enthralling, I think. <laughs> Anyways, check it out. Uh, that's going to pretty much do it for us. Um, there's not much else I can tell you other than it's really late. And I'm really glad to be back. So if you're listening to me, thank you so much for doing so. Uh, I'm going to be back even more now because I have a computer that can work again. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Until next time. Good night, America. Wherever you are. Really, Geo? Really? Paid for and sponsored by your friends at the Illuminati. All celebrity voices were impersonated. No duh.
Yes, I 